The host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices, which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, sober for 17 years, he shares the steps he took, which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome to Fearless Happiness. 19.7 million American adults have battled a substance use disorder. 38% of adults have battled an illicit drug use disorder. But no matter what the struggle, no matter the challenge, you can overcome anything and become successful. Max and his guests share experience, strength, hope, and faith. If it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness, and this is Max Naist. Welcome to another episode of the Fearless Happiness Podcast. Hey, Lori, thank you for joining me on the show on here on the Fearless Pod, uh, Happiness Podcast. Finally got you on here. I know life happens and look, but we're here today and that's what counts. So um, I think this is going to be a great episode because I got to see you speak. So the people out in the audience are going to get to hear what I got to see and hear when I was in Texas in February and at the uh, Apex event. It's an honor for me to have, you know, I've been having some Apex executives come on the show and share their stories. And what an honor for me to have you on my show after hearing your story. So without further ado, what I like to do is have you introduce yourself, let everybody know who you are and what you do. And then we'll go from there and just have a conversation. Well, just go that. well, thank you so much for your patience. I do appreciate you, Max, because two times I messed up. Well, one was the great freeze of 2021. So <laughs> that, that, but the last time I totally dropped the ball. So thank you for allowing me the third time is the charm. I appreciate that. Oh, no appreciate problem. you. All right. So um, I have had multiple businesses throughout my lifetime. And uh, right now I own an industrial supply company. I also have a coaching company and uh, doing more and more on social media, of course, like everybody is and so putting myself out there, but when you saw me speak, that was the first time I ever really went fairly deep, if you will, into my um, struggles. And the reason I finally did that was because so many people out there, we all have the same struggle, but we all feel like we're alone, especially when you're in a lot of pain. Basically, all you do is you kind of hunker down because you don't want anyone to, I didn't want anyone to know that I was struggling or I was weak because on the outside, I was financially stable healthy as can be. It was all up in my mind where I just got so stressed out. And one of the things that drew me to you was the the happiness, um, the happiness part of your, your life and your lifestyle and your brand, because that is huge. It's where you, where your mind is, is where you are. It's, there's no two ways about it. Um, I, I was financially successful and have been, I've made some bad decisions, but because I was always so unhappy within my own self, I didn't enjoy life. I didn't feel good. I tried to do everything I could to learn and grow. And I did do all that. I did learn. I did grow. But until I learned to let go of the past, let go of all the trauma and stress and anger and frustration, um, I didn't really feel like I had a real life. And now that I finally, finally made that, like connected the dots and I've been able to um, accept 
but life is what life is and enjoy each moment rather than reliving past hurts. Oh, good heavens. Life is so much better. So much better. Right. And that's a tough part for a lot of people. I know for like myself, for example, I, t- I held on to the resentments I had like it was, you know, the, like I held it tight. Right. And like, what do they say? It's like taking poison and, ex- and expecting oh. someone else to die. Right. And we all have our, our struggles, whether it's like you said, fear, anger, resentments, whatever's happened in the past. And it took a while for me to go, you know, I can't change the past, but I can change what my future is going to look like. And um, that's why like when I heard you speak and I heard your story and, and if, you would share a little bit of it, you know, whatever you want with the audience. Like, I was like, man, I can so relate with Lori right now. Like (laughs) as I was walking in the back, you know, I couldn't sit still because my back was hurting. I couldn't stand too long, but I was like, when you were talking, I just sat there and I was listening and I go, wow, I I connect to her message because I've been there and I've done that. You know what I mean? Where I've just held on so tightly and the only one getting hurt was me. Everybody else is moving yep. on. They're doing their thing and they don't even know that you're hurting because like you said, you, we put on this this mask and uh, we just kind of go about our day, you know, just holding on so tightly. So let the audience, if you would, if you want, like give them a little bit more background on like where you've come from because you're very successful. And that's this whole premise of this podcast is to show people that have gone through some of the toughest struggles, gone through the challenges, and come out on top and are now successful. Okay, I'll um, I'll probably do a brief overview of what we talked about uh, at Fly and Friday. So uh, it's not it's still not comfortable for me, of course. Um, the reason why I share is is to help other people know they're not alone. So, uh, is because you can you tell I got a little uncomfortable just now? Got to let the facade your audience, but I'm getting you're, you're, you're like, all right, Max, I'm gonna get you. Um, so, last, I'm 55 years old, and I think that's important to know because I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin until September of 2020, and that's horrible. I don't want anybody else to ever have to spend that much of their life so wound up and so stressed out that they don't get to enjoy their life because I was really just surviving each day, like getting through each day, everything was a battle. Um, and I wasn't truly able to enjoy, um, everything that I should have in it. Cause there's a lot of amazing things about life. So, um, with, with my story, by the time I was six, I suffered all the traumas. And so I have a, um, a lot of trust issues, a lot of, um, insecurities because of all the abuse that I went through at a very early age. And so when that happens to a child, they, they really, it is pretty traumatic. You're supposed to keep a kid from having any bad things happen until they're about seven to really help build up their, um, their, their, can't think of it now. It was right there at Tip Tech. She's 55. That's what happens when you're 55. You don't want to waste your time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Helps build up their security and their right. sense of self and all that kind of kind of good stuff. And so as a result, I I and I continued to have a bunch of trauma throughout all of all of my formative years, uh, mostly emotional and physical and um, mental abuse. Uh, sexual abuse was when I was much younger, not from my immediate family, thankfully, but still, and it's not acceptable. Right. Um, so 
the way I coped with it was I always worked because if I could work, I could leave my unhappy home where I didn't feel uh, loved or appreciated. And I would like to preface this for a second is I have a relationship with my family now. I didn't for a while, but after everything I've been through and all the, the, like I have a trauma counselor and I've been through all kinds of learning about psychology and your brain and this and that and how you can Mm -hmm. become a better version of yourself. So I've learned a lot. And my parents did the best they could with the information they had. And I really, truly believe that. It wasn't that they were saying, hey, you suck. They, and we're going to do this and this and this to try to make you conform because I'm not a, that's not who I am. I'm not going to, if you tell me to do something, I'm going to say, no, I don't think so. It's just, I'm hardwired to be, I have to be my own person. And that's a hard child to raise anyway. And when I started digging into history of my family, my parents' parents were very similar to them and how they raised me. And I think once you have that understanding, it is very helpful in letting go of a lot, not all, of course, but a lot of the trauma that had happened that you had built up, not built up, but had in your head that you weren't good enough because it wasn't that you weren't good enough. And it wasn't that they didn't like you or love you. It's just, you didn't know, they didn't know, but now I know. And so now I'm breaking the cycle. And that is freaking powerful. Like if you break a cycle, you're helping generations past, you're helping generations forward. It's just such an incredible gift to give to the world. Um, so all through high school, I mostly did, uh, I always worked really hard. Work was an escape. I did sports, all that kind of, you know, things to get out of the house, which was good because that gave me a good foundation for work. And then, um, I started with drinking and drugs, of course, when I was about 14, I shouldn't say of course, but that happens to people who have trauma, um, started with drinking and drugs around age 14, fortunate enough that I never got where it took over my life like it was a huge part of my life but it didn't control my life i was still able to get out and work had some great relationships during that time had no idea that they were good relationships so of course i pushed them away and then i went ahead and (laughs) married someone who was very similar to uh, the the kind of you know nothing's good enough it's all about the other person that narcissistic tendencies yeah. And I stayed in that relationship for 24 years. And that didn't help because it was reinforcing everything that I had grown up with that didn't help me. So, of course, then I started drinking and doing drugs again. But I'm all the time I'm working. All the time I'm I'm producing. I'm building up a beautiful business. Um, sold it for pennies on the dollar. No joke. When I was 48, because I just I just couldn't get peace anywhere. And I wanted to not have all this pressure. Unbeknownst to me, a lot of the pressure was my relationship. And again, my relationship with my ex-husband is better now. And he is in the same boat. He only knows what he knows. And he hasn't had that pain point like I did to where I had to make a humongous like shift in my thinking because I was done beating myself up every day. I was totally seriously over you know, walking around saying how unfortunate I was, not unfortunate, how bad I was as a person, how I wasn't doing enough, how I wasn't good enough, how I didn't look right, how all those terrible things that we say to ourselves, none of which are true. We're good, wonderful people. And it's so, it's so important to believe that about yourself. And that's why I have started to share my story is because when I I was getting where I felt better about myself, but when I had that full (laughs) feeling of acceptance, it lasts 
September, it, it was good heavens. It's like the skies opened up, the rainbows, the sunshine, the stardust, <laughs> whatever, floating down. <clears throat> and I can even do more to help others as a result. So that's, that's the story. Right. And did you, it, it's, it's funny that you say that it's freeing, right? So like, you know, kind of my history of being a, a recovering addict, alcoholic, right? Same thing. Mm-hmm. Like I held on to the past for so long. And, and I found out when I got sober, like, I remember when I took my year, my mom goes, you know, your dad was an alcoholic. And I'm like, uh, you couldn't have told me that. Like, and she goes, well, you're just like, if you would have did it anyway. You know what I mean? Right. But like, and then I found out as I, as I stayed sober and reached out to like, I have family in Australia a lot from my dad's side. And I found out that depression runs deep in my family. Right. So, Hmm. "Hmm, Okay. Well, that's good to know. I'm glad I reached out to find this out. Like I have a cousin in Australia that got so bad with his depression. Once he got better, he became a psychiatrist and now he's helping others. Uh, And and I experienced that. that, you know, at, five years sober, I I went into this depression that I've never experienced in my life. Right. And it was just crazy. Like, I mean, every day was go home after work, crawl into bed, black in the, you know, room. I called it my cave and curl into a fetal position and wonder why I wanted to die. Mm. Couldn't figure it out. Um, But, you know, I, I, instead of just acting out, I, I went to my mentors and I said, look, this is going on. And you know, he's like gets out the big book of A and says, oh, even we ask outside help. We're not doctors, you know, go get help. And, you know, and it was like this process you're talking about, because for so long, even in my recovery, I, I dislike certain family members because they treated me. I felt they treated me different or people looked at me different. So it was like, I had to put on this face, like, you're not going to phase me. And, you know, but like we hear all the time, like in, in apex, you know, we only know what we know, right. And we don't know what we don't know. Um, so like hearing your story brought a lot of stuff back for me. It was like, yeah, I'm on the right path. You know what I mean? Cause that's what we do. How are we going to heal? We're going to help others. However, exactly. we can, whatever that looks like. Right. And I remember when I shared my story for the first time in front of a small crowd, but it was like, I had people coming up and going, wow, I can totally relate to your story. You know what I mean? Like they were hugging me and going, thanks for sharing your story. And that's been my mission ever since. Now it's kind of grown to help, you know, mine used to be this small world, you know, like I'm going to just help these people because they get me. Now it's like, well, there's people outside of that small world that get me. (laughs) I know I need to get, you know, because like I said, you know, you get these people that get put in front of you like yourself for me. It was like, okay, I'm not alone in this. You know, there's other people that have had struggles, whatever that looks like. And, you know, but for me, well, like when I'm doing drugs and alcohol, there's no work. There's just, you know, I go, I go deep. So it's, you know, some people I, I, you know, it was funny. I was going to tell you when you were sharing your story that day, I was going to go like, how did you work? You know, when I do drugs and alcohol, I don't work. I just disappear. Work for me has always been such a big escape. And it's, it was also a sense of accomplishment. But I think that I'm blessed in the fact that although I've always liked a lot of drugs and alcohol, I don't have that gene that keeps you going to like never stop. Right. So like a, a true alcoholic just can't stop. 
Right. 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 They, they, whereas I've always been like, okay, I'm going to have a glass of wine, which of course will be a bottle, but it stops at a bottle, right? It stops. Right. Um, and it doesn't start until later in the day because I've got all these things I want to get done first. And that's, you know, that's still an excuse and it's still something that I don't want to do every day. So we make the choice not to do that, but that's, that's how mine works. The hardest one for me was when I was doing cocaine. Now that I like a lot, but when I decided to quit because I didn't have any money to pay my dealer and I was wise enough to not sleep with my dealer, I just, you know, it was like, right. well, I guess I better quit. I just quit cold Turkey. Wasn't comfortable, but I just quit. And I feel very grateful for that because I, I, the, my friends that I know that I'm very close with that have true dependency and have that extra little gene that makes them alcoholics or um, have to go into NA instead, whatever it is, right. that that's a tough road. And those, those are, you, know, you gotta, I've got to applaud you because that's, it's so hard anyway. I can't imagine having that knowing that you can't even have one step. Right. Yeah. You know, and yeah. And it's, I've had people ask me that and, like I've had to explain to, you know, and I try to use comedy when it comes to like my uncles, they don't under, they're from the old school. Like I'm talking like when I was a kid, you were to be seen and not heard, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. that's just, oh, yeah. and it's strict. But when I got sober, my uncles would just like, look at me, like, why couldn't you just say no? And I, however, I try to explain, they wouldn't get it until like, they don't get day, it. Yeah. You know, one day my uncle put a half beer down and I said, Hey, uncle, that's alcohol abuse. You need to finish that shit. You know what I mean? He's looking at me. He's like, I don't get what you're being. I go, why do you think mom locked up her car in your garage when she would go on vacation? And then he go, Oh, I get it. <laughs> so mm. now, you know, I turn that energy that, cause I was always taught if I, if I work on my recovery half as hard as I did in my addiction, I'm going to be golden. Like I'll be good. <laughs> so I've turned it up like a notch and, I want to be, you know, I want to help people, whatever the struggle, depression, anxiety, PTSD, because we all struggle from something nowadays in this world. I mean, it's hard not to, you know, not struggle from something. So, you know, I've just taken that energy and, and learned from so much of the executives like yourself that I've contacted and had conversations with that have had their, they, you know, you don't see it because, well, there are different people today, right? But then they tell me their struggles and I go, pfft. I can relate. And that's the key is I think I know I didn't realize that everybody had struggles. Of course, I, I really thought the universe was picking on me. I was certain. <laughs> I used to run around the house screaming, what, what did I do in a past life? How do I make it up? I can't live like, like seriously, because the universe, you know, I'm, it only had attention on me, apparently. Um, what, but when you realize everybody has something, but in, especially in today's society with social media, you never know that someone you you don't you honestly don't know. I know that when I'm posting because I'm posting for a specific reason, uh, particularly right now, I'm looking to grow my outside sales force. So everything is in a light to to draw the people who I feel is my core. But I'm not going to share all my junk. Right? right. Because that's not that people will push me off. They, they need to spend time with me to know I'm real. I don't. Yeah, but the, if you, all you see is the good stuff and the fun stuff. And even if the struggles are. They're, they're not the deep. I'm never going to go on social media and say, well, this happened to me before I was six. And right. I'm not going to do that. I would do that on a podcast with you. I trust you, which by extension means then I'll trust your audience. If I'm going to be out there saying my deepest secrets to people, it's going to be in a forum where it's 
appropriate, not right. social media. And that's the issue is the social media is just, it's just fake. It is. It's awesome. Like it's fun. And it's really good for us as far as when you're marketing and using it for business. But if you're looking at someone else's life, thinking that they have the perfect life and what's wrong with you, that's not true. But it's hard to accept that. And you don't know that at first. And right. so you actually, like some of the people that you connect with, once you get to know them, you're like, oh, well, that, they're not, they're awesome, but they're not living the exact life that it looks like they're living because nobody is. Right. Right. Exactly. You're exactly. And that's why I think all of us connect on, on this level is because we all we're, are real with each other. Like I'll post, like I posted in my group today, something pretty deep. Right. But it was to share an example of like, just because you've gone through stuff doesn't mean you can't change the path you're on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, well, and deep on your page is different than like your pro your public profile is just you, right? Because right. your people on your page that you're that's the audience you're looking to make the most impact on, of course. Right. Or on your group, yeah, yeah. But um. Yeah, um, and you can. Yeah. I was gonna just say it's like you're right because like when I first I remember when I first joined. Facebook and stuff like that. You know, all you saw was these guys sitting on the front of a Ferrari saying, follow me, buy my product because I'm a multimillionaire. And then you find out half the time that was all BS. Like they're not mm. people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm like, wow, this Very Facebook, true. you know, this Facebook is, but luckily I connected with, you know, like our friend, Chris, that, you know, and who taught me and Lonnie, you know, my friend who just passed, who taught me the value of being real and being myself and not trying to pretend I'm anybody I'm not, which I think those guys, I've known them for 10 years, you know? And like I told you, I got to finally hug Chris. That was the first time I met him in the 10 years that I know him. I actually got to get my Wow. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, and I didn't get to talk to him much during the event, but he took me to the airport and we had a good conversation and, you know, and that's who I strive to, um, be around are the people that are not going to blow smoke up my butt and say, you know, this is what I do. And I make a F ton of money and, you know, you should follow me. I like the people that are some of the most humble people um, that I know. I've chosen to connect myself with people that one care enough about me that are going to tell me the truth. If I'm messing up, not just say, Oh, you're doing great. When I know I'm messing up, you know, they're going to call me on my shit. And um that are always going to just be truthful with me. And that's what I've met here in Ape, our, our community, Apex, our group. And mm -hmm. from the top down, you know, it's, and like I said, it was so cool <clears throat> being at that event. It didn't matter what level you were on. We were all equals, it seemed like. At least that's mm -hmm. the feeling I got. Nobody treated me any different or any, you know, like, oh, you're only an entourage, blah, blah, blah. It was just a great experience to finally put faces to the, people I've met online. So, um, you know, life is a trip, right? And it throws curves. As soon as you, <laughs> yep. As soon, and as soon as you accept that truth, that it's not fair, because I'm super fair. Like I want to be fair with everybody I, I interact with, with business dealings and negotiations. And that's one, not normal. And because there's a lot of people out there who are just sharks. Now, like you just stated, picking the people you want to spend, surround yourself with and spend time with, that's invaluable. I didn't used to do that. I do that now. Uh, and I also had to accept that life is not fair. Yeah, I've had a bunch of shit happen, but you know what? I'm not the only one. And there are people who it seems like just have super good, 
luck and families and everything else. You know what? That's true, but it's okay. Because they also have their stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, but those are the type of things I think that hold us back from being happy, from enjoying our life, from saying, Hey, I have everything I have right now is amazing. Now, do I want to be able to have more impact? Do I want to give back more? Do I want to make a little bit more money? Oh, well, yeah. But if I don't, am I happy now? And that's the biggest thing because you'll never be happy because of stuff. You can only be happy because you're comfortable within yourself and that you know you're doing the right thing by everybody else to the best of your ability. And that when you learn something new that makes you better, you say, okay, um, and you take that and you move it forward to continue to be better because we can't know everything. I used to do that too. Yeah, I'd find out something and be like, why didn't I know this before? Oh my God, I've made so many mistakes. I did the best I could at the time. And, and now I know better. And so now I do better. And I know I should credit that statement to somebody. Uh, Mary Angelou, I think. I don't know exactly how to say her name. I think it's A-N-G-L-E-U. Yeah, Maya like Angelou. Maya Angelou. Maya, awesome. thank you. Maya, yeah. She said that. And it 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 sticks with, it really sticks with me because it's the way it goes. You have to go. One quick second. I got to admit, she's good. Like, she'll let you know, like, she will not walk out there without an adult, which is good. Oh, that's good. That's really good. She's 12 years old because she'll get distracted, though, and she might walk out and leave the gate open. And then there goes my dogs. And oh, yeah, yeah. God, Lori, we got to do this again because I'm chasing (laughs) after my dogs. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, what I used to. I like you. I'm like you. I, in the, if I didn't get something perfect, I would freak out and get oh. so pissed. Like this yep. took me a year to get this started because I would try to learn how to edit myself, of course. And then when it wasn't perfect, I want to throw my computer through uh, the window. And, you know, my friend Lonnie would say, Max, perfect doesn't mean done. Just get it done. Yep. Just you, get it done. You know, the more you do it, the better you'll get, but don't let it hold you back. And, you know, here I am speaking to one of the people I admire and, uh, you know, I'm getting it done. Um, You're getting it done. Imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. Absolutely. And That's like, one of my favorite statements. Yep. Yep, exactly. Imperfect action doesn't mean done or perfect doesn't mean done. I used to used to get mad at Lonnie. And, and then I heard Ryan say, you know, just take some imperfect action. You know, you might fail, but hope at least you're doing it. At least you yep. People are sitting on the sidelines going, damn, I wish I did it, you know, because they're trying mm-hmm. to be perfect. But you know, it, it's so cool to hear your story and now the audience gets to hear it. Um, so you know, I wrote a book, right? Fearless Happiness. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what I like to ask my guests is what is like the first part is what is fearless? Because I know you're a business owner, you're you're an entrepreneur, you you run a business. What does fearless look like to you on a daily basis? How does that show up for you? Well, I actually have a really funny story from about this. I almost posted because uh, I always have spent, I, I don't anymore. I have spent the majority of my life worrying about what everybody else thinks. So, oh, please like me, please love me, make me feel like I'm good enough. Okay, so that to me was big fear because if someone didn't like me, then something was wrong with me. And that, that is so far from the case. I mean, people, there's people I meet I don't like. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with them. It just means I don't need to spend time with them. So Monday, I had two fairly important appointments. And last 
Sunday. So not the Sunday we just had, but the previous Sunday, I broke my baby toe. Let me tell you something. When you break your baby toe, you can't put on shoes. No, you cannot. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts a lot. And so I've been wearing flip-flops. Well, and it was really cold. And so I had to put on nice clothes, dress up, do my hair, all that good stuff. Um, and I had on the most disgusting Ugg boots because they're old, they're water stained, they're, they're just gross. But they, they're, they're, they're old enough that they're wide enough now and stretched enough that I can put my foot in them. So my foot was warm um, and I was um, comfortable. It hurt a little, little pressure, but nothing unbearable. Right. Um, and so I was in the morning getting ready, putting these boots on, thinking I'm going to have to bring this up in these two appointments to, because it's, I mean, they, they look horrible. They don't go with my out, but they're just, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm embarrassed to wear them. And then I thought, wait a minute, I'm trying to be accepting of who I am. This, this is a good solution. Thank goodness I have a solution. So I don't have to wear flip-flops when it's 50 degrees outside and I'm very <laughs> cold. I'm a cold anyway. So I was so proud of myself because I went into both appointments, didn't even think about it. Whereas prior to my recent acceptance back in 2020, I would have in my presentation been in my head thinking, what are they looking at my boots? Are they thinking about my boots? Are they worried about my boots? Rather than just making my presentation, right? So that to me was fearless. I went in knowing that I'm doing the best I can, that what the solutions I have to offer are going to be the best for this client or potential client, that everything I'm doing is right. I'm comfortable in who I am. My shoes aren't perfect. Big deal. No, you know, no one is going to, no one's going to die because I'm wearing some random disgusting Ugg boots, but my feet are warm <laughs> and that's all I cared about. Right. But I, I, I kid you not prior to September, 2020, I know I keep bringing that up, but I'm just, it's like, like I said, the heavens opened up. Um, prior to that date, I would have found a way to bring it up to make myself feel comfortable about being uncomfortable. Right. So that to me was fearless. That's a, that just happened Monday. And to me, that was fearless. First time I didn't feel like I had to explain who I was or the way I was dressed or the way my hair was or my eye, whatever it was. I didn't have to, I didn't do it. And I was okay with it. Right. You just faced your fear. You just said, oh, totally. you know what I mean? Yeah. They don't like my boots. They don't like my boots. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, I get that. And I just had a conversation with somebody on a, another podcast and it was our, an earlier episode and it was the same thing. And it, it, came, it comes down to, it's none of my business, what people think of me anyway, mm. but it mm -hmm. is my business, what I think of myself and what I think of others, you know what I mean? So I, I get that. I, it's, I used to be the same way, even in my addiction, you know, you wouldn't even care like normally, but it was like, I, I need to be the, I had to look good as a tweaker. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I had to be, a certain <laughs> way. oh my God. Um, yeah. But fearless, you know, it's it's amazing the different, how do I put it? The definitions from everybody I've interviewed so far are different, but the same, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Oh. Like they come up and yep. they're all brilliant and they're all right spot on. You know, yours came through some Ugg boots. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, these ones are, these are disgusting, but they fit and my toes are warm. Right. I've been wearing them every day. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so my second question, like I asked, like to ask my guests is uh, knowing that I put the why in happiness, because you don't know how many times I get like a message. You spelt it wrong. Did you do that on purpose? Oh, yeah. 
And I did. Of course you did. So there's a yeah. reason I put a Y in the happiness. So knowing I put the Y in happiness, what does happiness to me or mean to you? And how does that show up in your life today? I believe it's related to the fearless. And the reason why I say that is it's, I am comfortable with me, meaning I know I'm a good person. I know I'm out here to help as many people as I can. Am I perfect? Oh, heck no. There's no way. I make a bazillion mistakes. I'm sure I heard one, one day last week or two weeks ago, I had three salespeople call their manager saying, she's just so mean, she doesn't care. And it wasn't that at all. I was just being uh, specific and direct. And I, I, so that wasn't intentional. I was just in a hurry. And I know better. Sometimes people need a little bit more. Um, they need a little softer approach than I was giving that day. But I'm still okay and I'm still feeling good and I'm still happy because nothing I'm doing is out of malice or anger anymore. Used to be anger was a big one. But now I'm just comfortable in my skin. I love myself unconditionally. I know I'm doing the best job every day. And because of that, I I wake up and I feel good because I know that I know that I'm okay. And to me that's that's happiness and that that gives me a feeling of content. And it makes it so much easier to give back when I'm having a stressful day and I have a particularly difficult client or a particularly difficult uh, person, a team member, I can take a step back, take a brief, deep breath and be like, okay, how can I serve them? Because that's what my position is, is how can I help this other person, especially the ones that you see day to day in and day out that can be tough. Right. We're all t- I'm tough. I know I'm not the easiest one to get along with. <laughs> I think I am, but I know I'm not. <laughs> I think you're easy to get along with. Uh, well, you only see me once in a while. If you had to see me every day, you'd probably be like, good Lord. <laughs> my uh, directness is my problem. <laughs> well, that's sometimes you have to be. And you know, that's something I had to learn yeah. is to be direct. Because, you know, I used to be, like I said, I was taught to be seen and not heard. So a lot of my stuff was always tried around the corner or beat around the bush. And people would just go, just be direct. So, like, sometimes that's that's new for me. I get it. But, yeah. Um, it's just amazing what you, how resilient we can be when we've gone and when we look back and see the challenges that we have gone through, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it's like, for me, it's an honor to have you as a, as a guest. I appreciate you taking the time because I know you have a busy schedule. Um, so before we end this, I really appreciate that you were here on the show. Thank you for being a guest. Um, but if they thank if, you for having me. Yep. Absolutely. Um, uh, let the guests know like how if they want to get a hold of you, they can want to reach you or reach out to you. How where would they find you? Uh, well, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter. Facebook is Lori Rent, Lori Wren. And everything's public. So you can you can just search uh, Instagram is Lori underscore Wren, and the last name is R-E-H-N. And then Twitter is Lori Wren one clubhouse is Lori Wren, but the two I'm most active on are Facebook and Instagram. I pretty much post on those every day. I always respond to messages. Um, if you're not a contact and you end up in my, I guess it's a spam folder on messaging. I'm not sure. Sometimes I forget to check that for a couple of days, but I, I always try to reach out, especially when it, you know, I always reach out, but when someone takes a moment to say, Hey, your post spoke to me or your, you know, it touched something in me kind of like after my talk at apex, the amount of people that reached out that day 
for later to say, hey, you told my story, you spoke to me on a really deep level. It's so impactful to me. It means a lot because I'm doing something that's extremely uncomfortable for me. And so if I help someone and they reach out and say, hey, I related and you helped me, that's just, it makes me feel so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Happy with a why. You had definitely had an impact on everybody that day. Um, I'll tell you. So that reason I put the why, because if you think about it, like happiness starts from here within, right? Nothing outside of me. I always try like the clients I work with, you know, whether it's an addiction counselor, I like, you just came from a place where you were sticking substances in your body and you're not happy. And they're like, duh, that's why I'm here. And I said, okay, well, you got to figure out what's going to make you happy in here. Right. And you found a way I found a way. It's like, it looks like our mission is to help people find their way because right. If we, you know, like I even tell my wife and she tells me like, I can't make her happy. She can't make me happy, but it's like Mm -hmm. happy when we're together because we do have our own things we like to do separate of each other, which makes it even better when we're together. Um, I don't know. This journey called life has its twists and turns. It's not always fair, like you said, and it's not always fun, you know, and it's, it's not always, you know, rose petals and, you know, champagne. What was that back in the day? Um, uh, Lawrence Welk champagne kisses or whatever he used to say with his mm-hmm, <laughs> right. Yep. We know that life is not like that all the time. And no, it gets tough. Um, so like my, my um, suggestion to the audience is surround yourself with the people that you want to be around that are going places that are authentic, that are doing things that are, you know, living in integrity, you know, because I know for me, I, I lived with the opposite for so long. It was just like, I'm not going there again but yeah i'm with you right so i really appreciate you being on the show thanks again a million for for coming on and and sharing your story um i think you're going to help a lot of people again with your story because people got to know it's everyone has a struggle we all have our story and we need to share yep yeah and i I appreciate the opportunity and i'm super glad you're in my circle or we're in each other's circle because you are the type of person that i want to surround myself with Oh, thank you, Lori. And vice versa. Ditto, as they say. I appreciate you being on here. And uh, uh, I know we're going to have a lot more talks. So um, I'm going to let you get back to what you were doing. Thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Max.